everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Blue. Today I am here with hopefully trying not to get tennis elbow. We were previously talking about that. Brad! Hello, I am Brad. I am real man. You want to go skateboards? I can longboard, but I can't skateboard. I can do neither. No? I've just been on an ass death movie kick. Uh. So, you know, that's been, that's just stuck in my brain now. I want to try and skateboard. I've never really, like, it's not one that I've done a lot, considering that there isn't a lot of time to snowboard, or to, to skateboard or longboard or whatever in Canada. Like, you don't have many months to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I want to do it more, but I, I don't know. I want to try. I want to... I'm good at snowboarding. I can surf. I have been on a longboard successfully. It's, that's my limit. Of, like, I can longboard. It's I can get from A to B on a longboard, but, like, the longboards are a lot easier to use than skateboards. So I'm going to have to deny that motion. Oh. Just mainly because, for some reason, I feel like I would take blame if you got hurt. If I got hurt. Yes. some Someone somewhere would give me shit. Be like, Brad, you did this. You're right. <laughs> In my defense, I told her no to begin with. Mm. Anyway, that was a major tangent right off the bat. But before we get into more tangents, because you know they're coming, we can't do a podcast without them coming. We are doing K-On! Season 2, Part 2 today, going on from episode 14 all the way through to episode 27. The last three are technically OVAs, so 24, uh, 24, uh, 14 to 24 as the main season, and then 25, 26, and 27 as OVAs. Afterwards, I didn't actually take any notes on the last three on the OVAs. I thought we could just discuss them, keep it chill, because, uh, yeah, they're not actually part of the the full season. Fun by me. Mm -hmm. Fun by me. But yeah, anything new, anything fun to talk about? Uh, Um, let me think. Other than your den being very empty and your office being full of shit. Yeah, yeah. So floors are still being done in our households and uh, the top floor is now officially done. Oh, okay. I do have something to talk about. We bought new toilets Mm -hmm. for the house. So, because like the toilets that are in the house right now are the same toilets that the house was built with. So like from the 70s. Mm -hmm. So really inefficient so, so we got any fancy ones you get the half flush um, and full flush ones that you talked about on last week's episode or last week I fucking sunday's episode when mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. fun part about it that i learned about i don't know if i said this on the last one i may have did just have to tell me our local government likes the fact that we're getting rid of old toilets so they give us money back because it's better for the environment So, yeah, it's a minimum of three toilets replacing, which is good because we have three toilets that we're replacing. And they give you $100 off per toilet. They'll pay you back $100. Well, that's convenient because toilets aren't cheap. Isn't it? Right? So $300, $300. $300 is nothing to sniff at. And, uh, yeah, and so we're going to be getting $300 back because we're, like, putting less water strain. Because Canada's one of the only places in the entire world that still has a positive fresh water thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we still have a lot of fresh water in Canada. Mainly because of, like, all of the Great Lakes. But, you know. Well, isn't that just handy? Isn't that just handy? Anyways, what about you? What's up with you? Nothing. Nothing has changed between now and Sunday's episode. I have I have nothing to report. Nada. My, my life yes. is... My life is boring. My life's been pretty boring as well. I'm actually not wearing my wrist brace today because it's in the wash. Excuse so. you? Bad. It's in the wash. Bad, Bad. I know. I know. But I was good though because I soaked it with heat 
like I took my brace off and then heated and then and now I'm just chilling because I'm not doing much while I'm recording. And then hopefully when I'm done recording, it'll be done. That brace had and better I can put it on again. That brace had better come back on after you're done. It will do. It will do. I've been I've been good. I've been wearing it little over a month now. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So then I've got like a month more of full time wearing, and then whenever I'm doing activity after that until my MRI. Well, hopefully it's working. Hopefully everything is kind of getting itself back into place. Yeah, it still hurts, but I I don't know if that's like a healing hurt. I mean, I've st- I'm only halfway through treatment, so you know. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah, we'll see. If it's long bone, then it's just going to hurt until I have surgery. Mm. But if it's the cartilage damage, then it should hopefully be healing. Hopefully so. Yeah. Praying for the latter, not for the not for the former. Long mm. bone. Otherwise, that'll be awful. surgery number three. Have you ever had surgery before? I've had my wisdom teeth removed, mm-hmm. and that's it. That's it. Basically, what we're learning is we're getting old. Yes, we're getting old, and underlying health conditions fucking suck as you get older. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, it's it's not fun. No. Should we jump into it then? Yes, because I was gonna ask if either of us had read any more, watched anything. Because I don't even think we got into that on the last one. But I sure as hell haven't read or watched anything else other than what we've covered. Because this was a lot. Yeah. No, I haven't either. We have watched so much anime recently. But this is the last one that we're doing. That's a twenty. But this was twenty-seven episodes. But that's a twenty-four, twenty-five. We basically get a three-week break. Yeah, which is going to be exciting, actually. I'm excited to just have some time to watch some anime that I want to watch. Not that I don't want to watch what we cover, but it does put, like, a level of homework feel on it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Actually, we get a five-week break because the first two weeks of January are also 12 and 13 episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a a good chill time. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I get that thing in my brain when I'm watching anime for the podcast, where my brain just goes, you don't want to watch this. And I'm like, no, I I do want to watch this. And it's like, no, because this is homework. You don't want to watch it. And I'm like, yeah, but no, but the reason why we're covering it is because we were interested in it. That's why I do want to watch. But it's like, nah, because it's it's homework. You don't want to. I like doing the podcast. Why does my brain do this to me? No, no, I'm I'm the exact same way. And it's especially bad about editing the podcast because I. I, I enjoy editing. I will bitch and moan and gripe about doing it. But at the end of the day, I actually like doing it. Mm. But whenever it comes time to actually sit down and edit it, my brain's like, hey, all your friends are on Discord. Do you want to you wanna play Call of Duty? Do you mm-hmm. want to play some Among Us? Do you want to yeah. be a lying, traitorous bastard to your friends? Here's yeah. your opportunity. Do you want to go get some snacks? Like, no. Like, you're hungry right now. It's like, you're hungry right now. You you need to go get some snacks. Oh, you remember that that job that you haven't done yet? Yeah, that's more important. You should go do that. Oh, you know that nap that you haven't taken? Sounds like a good time. It's like, why? Why? Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways, let's jump into this. I'm going to put the spoiler chicken hats on right off the bat because we are continuing off as a part two from last time. So... Background hasn't changed, surprisingly, but the OPs and EDs have. I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay, so you previously stated on part one of this podcast episode that you really like the ED specifically. Yes, the OP is the best one so far, Mm -hmm. but the ED is hands down a straight banger. Mm -hmm. Like, the ED might be one of my favorite EDs that we've had all year on this podcast. Really? That's high praise. 
because I'm sitting here tr- and trying to rack my brain over a lot of the EDs that we've had. And this one sits up there. Yeah, I have to say it was one of those ones that when I first watched it, I was like, nah, not for me. And mm. then I watched it again on the very last episode because I was like, I'll give it another go, you know? Mm-hmm. And I really liked it the second time through that I watched it. I'm not sure what it was about the first time. I think it might have been just that because Netflix was like, play next episode. You want to watch the next episode? Come on, this, the next episode? You got to you know? And so mm-hmm. that was in my brain the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and that does, for me, ruins the vibe of, like, Edie's and, and the, you know, when you get, like, those final moments of an episode and Netflix has already popped up on the next thing, next episode thing, or continue watching, and it's already, like, filling in, and you're still watching the show. Well, you see, that's <laughs> or, like, the thing I hate about Netflix, is that it starts it- the timer because netflix only gives you 10 seconds as soon as the ed starts Mm -hmm. don't do that either that Mm -hmm. or make it a setting to where you can put the countdown timer at the end because those of us that like anime and like eds you're killing me Mm -hmm. because i especially got that way with your line april whenever we covered it back in april Mm -hmm. because we because the second ed orange that's probably going to take my cake for best ED, just because it still makes me cry. But mm-hmm. it's whenever I have to sit there and try to remember how to fucking get it to stop the timer so I can actually listen to it and get in my feels, that's garbage. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I feel like listening to it for the very last episode when there wasn't another episode for it to continue to improved the quality of watching so much mm-hmm. that I preferred the ED. <laughs> um <laughs> I really liked the visuals. I thought it looked like an actual music video for a young, kind of cool, trendy band, Mm -hmm. which I thought was cool. Um, I didn't like Mio's gloves, the pink gloves with the pearl bracelets, but that's just, (laughs) that's just me. It was like, she's wearing this really sick hoodie and they're like spray painting stuff and she's singing to the microphone looking really cool. And she's got like pink gloves with pearl bracelets on. I don't know. They felt really out of place to me. Look, it's an emo-ish type music video and she's a high school girl leave her alone and she wants to wear pink gloves with pearls letter you know what it reminded me of what you know those washing up gloves with the fluff around the top yes yeah that's what it reminded me of like housewife washing up doing the dishes gloves but like super bougie cleanup gloves yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like hey do you do you like doing dishes but do you like mittens then do we have an item for you? Right? Yeah. So that's that's what I thought of when I saw this. That's funny. The OP to me was much less memorable. I feel I like feel it was like... really upbeat. I feel like it suited the show. Mm-hmm. It definitely wasn't great. I will probably forget about it by the time we get done with Food Wars on Wednesday. Yeah, agreed. But I think it suited the show. I can't dock points because of the OP on this one. Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty standard OP. I just think yeah, it was cool. Like the animation on it was good. Yui singing into her phone in front of a classroom of people. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I did like how Yui is singing the OP and then Mio is doing the ED. I like that. I think it's a really interesting dynamic because typically people are less likely to skip the OP and more likely to skip the ED. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it suits both of their characters well, because Mio doesn't want to be seen, whereas Yui is the one that gets seen a lot. Yeah, and Yui is kind of given the title of lead singer, even though Mio probably sings about 50. I don't know, she's like 
45% of the songs, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does a lot of harmonizing and even has her own solo song. Yeah. So she's a bigger part of it than what the show lets on at times. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess we'll jump into the episodes. Yeah. Yeah, so we're starting off with episode 14, Summer Training, and this was the episode that you were talking about in part one that was your favorite uh, up until the point that you had watched, the funniest episode that you had watched. Yeah, I couldn't keep track of... Which one was where? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was like, oh yeah, this is a great moment, and you're like, blink, blink, what? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, but this is the one that you said was your favorite. So it's, Ritsu and Mugi are hanging out the day before summer classes are about to start, after Mugi asks Ritsu for a strange favor to be whacked on the head like the others in the group do to each other. Uh, Ritsu can't actually bring herself to do it though. So she tries to get Mio the next day to, to do it. Like Ritsu tries to help uh, Mugi get Mio to do it. But Mio, after she finds out what they were trying to do, also can't go through with it, can't go through with hitting Mugi. The end of the day, Mugi's to basically tells Ritsu, thank you very much for trying to help me <laughs> to get it. But I know you said it had to be a spontaneous thing and the moment just never really came about. So uh, I'm just going to let it go and just deal with the fact that I'm never going to be able to get hit on the head like you guys do. And then Mugi ends up telling Ritsu, but thank you so much for escorting me around for the entire day. I really appreciate it. You would make a good boyfriend. And that is the thing that triggers Ritsu to hit her on the head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) To fulfill her dream. So yeah, that's the episode. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this was the funniest one. You found this was the the funniest one for you up until the point that you had watched yes what specifically about it made you laugh there's just a lot to really like and just moogie just wanting to get hit in the head something about that just humored me to no end and how hard she was trying to do it to where it was blatantly obvious what she wanted Mm -hmm. (laughs) and especially whenever they were hardcore pressing mio to like just sitting there trying to push all her pet peeves and Mio's just like, oh, you poor thing. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I just was really humored by that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think this is the same episode where Yui has a dream where she eats Mugi's eyebrows because they're pickles. Yes. Yeah. But wait, wasn't that also a thing in the first season in the as first well? first season. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a continuous, yeah, a continuing joke. So what I'm hearing is, is that if this isn't in the movie, I'm immediately docking a point because continuity is broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was a really funny episode. It's completely an, like an OVA style episode. Nothing in the episode is continuing to the plot, really, except for them uh, establishing the fact that they're going to summer school. Mm-hmm. And I think that starts the basis of the next episode, I believe it is, it's either the next one or the one after, where they refer back to the fact that they were in summer school because Ritsu and Yui have decided that they do actually want to go to university and thus that's why they go to the summer school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's not really much in it that, that continues to the main plotline of the story, nor in the next one, but I feel like that's just kind of how the show works. There's a yeah. lot of OVAs thrown in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of filler, but it's still continuing on the story. Yeah, there are there are small parts of the filler episodes that do kind of help shape more active episodes in the future. Yeah, there's it does a lot of world building. If you can really world build a music 
anime that's at an all-girls school. Yeah. Episode 15 is Marathon Tournament. You and the others go on a run as a school competition. They call it the marathon, but it's I think it's only like four and a half kilometers, I think that's what they said. It's not even a 5K. Yeah. And it's just like a school thing. We used to do it here. We had a Terry Fox run, because you know... um. Terry Fox was the dude with cancer that ran across Canada. I don't know if you know about him. Name he's sounds like familiar. Canadian. Yeah, he's like a Canadian hero dude, person. And he, yeah, he had cancer and he tried to run from one side of Canada to the other, but he died halfway through, I think. He'd never got to complete his journey mm. because of his cancer. And he raised, like, a lot of money for it. So, hmm. yeah, now we do, like, Terry Fox runs where you, like, run for his honor or whatever mm-hmm. at school. And it's just like that. So it's just like you go for a run around like a field, <laughs> around like a, a, you know, they set up a track through town and stuff and you run through it and go back to school. But Yui ends up getting lost along the way because it's Yui, but she's not actually lost. She's at her neighbor's house <laughs> drinking tea. And the because of that, the four of them actually end up being the last ones to cross the finish line. Mm-hmm. And they have to race for the last mochi. But surprise, there is still enough mochi for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was. <laughs> so reason being, they thought that there was only one left was because earlier in the episode, Yui went with her sister in uh, Sawako's car, their teacher, and Sawako was picking up supplies for the race. Yui accidentally takes a mochi with her and then a mochi ball. Mochi ball? Mochi ball. I don't know. A piece of mochi <laughs> with her and then... Sawako gives it to her, and then she then thinks that there is going to be not enough because she ate one, and thus the last student to cross the finish line won't have the mochi, but, you know, they didn't buy exact numbers. (laughs) Although, I will say, that is the most Yui conclusion that could have been come to. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Episode 16, Upperclassmen. Azusa ends up alone in the club room with Mugi when she is reminded of the fact that they never actually practice. Because when she first joined the class, but when she first joined the club, she was all about practice. She was super hardcore on it. And now she's just like, oh yeah, faded into their craziness. I don't actually pressure them to practice anymore. So she tries to become like her old forceful self, but keeps getting lost in all of their crazy distractions. And eventually, after losing her key ring, she realizes that there is a method to their madness and her branch of crazy just fits right in. It's a very sweet episode. You get to actually see Azusa. She doesn't... She interacts alone with Mugi for a section of the episode. Then she interacts with... I think it's Mio next and then Yuri. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't actually interact alone with Ritsu, but it's really nice to see them have some, like, one-on-one shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just more character building for mm-hmm. Azusa. Azusa. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I like the fact that they reestablish those key rings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I felt like they were really important in the first half of the season, and I would have been upset if they had just kind of left it be. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you never saw them again, even, like, on their school bags or something. Because I would have been fine with it, like, them not mentioning it. But then, like, th- when they show their school bags on, like, the bench of the club room or something, just having the, the key rings on the bags, that would have been fine. But I like the fact that they actually verbally reestablished them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Yui's affinity with stickers, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Episode 17, no clubroom. So due to there being a water leak in the classroom, it's like in the ceiling of the classroom underneath the clubroom. So the floor of the clubroom. I think that's how it, where it was. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. Uh, the clubroom's basically closed off. The band tries to fly, find somewhere else to practice, with the school festival being just less than a month away. And they end up kind of going around to everybody else's clubs and trying to find places to club there, and it's, it's not happening. They're trying the gym, but it was actually really cute to see Mio being a secret sports fan. It was, because you, you've never seen that side of her up to this yeah. point. So to mm-hmm. actually see it, that was awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's more of those little things that really shape them as characters to become more of a 3D person as opposed to a 2D face. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they end up going even as far as to rent a studio that they don't actually use. And they are faced with, they're also faced with writing lyrics for a new song. Ui comes down with a cold and Yui becomes inspired to write a song about not knowing what you have until you've lost it. It's actually a really cute moment between <clears throat> sisters. It is. But also and it's actually, kind of a sweet moment between Yui and the rest of the classroom. Or not the classroom, yeah, but the club the band. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also didn't know that this episode was going to be not just the sparking of one new song, but there's also a second new song in there that you think is a joke, but is a song that they actually perform later. Well... If you paid attention to the songs in the first season, it's definitely not a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they play it off like it's a joke because there's a couple other songs in the discussion that y- that are actually jokes. M- uh, Mio's songs are <laughs> jokes. They never actually use those. And Ritsu's song is also one that they never actually use. But both Yui's songs, Rice is a Side Dish and You and I, are actually performed later on. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah, which is very amusing. But I thought Rice is a Side Dish was another one of their jokes. It wasn't. <laughs> was definitely not jokes. No. It was a good song. Kind of a banger, not gonna lie. Yeah, it definitely was. You and I was better, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. But it was, for it to be a song about Rice, it was good. Yep. Yep. Episode 18 is, what does that say? Oh, leading role. <laughs> I can read my own writing. Leading role. So Ritsu has been cast as Juliet and Mio as Romeo for their class show, The School Festival. Ritsu has trouble acting delicately and Mio has trouble acting more masculinely and is also struggling with her stage fright. So they end up practicing over time to like work together on it. Ritsu figures out a way to play Juliet by basically pretending that she's Mio playing Juliet. Mio figures out a way to play Romeo by basically pretending that she's Ritsu playing Romeo. But Mio still has her issues with stage fright. So they end up working at a high-class cafe, or I'm not sure, I think it was just a high-class cafe as opposed to a maid cafe. They wear maid uniforms, but there's none of the, like, extra, like, dialogue or performances and stuff that normally come with maid cafes. So I think it was just a really high-class cafe, especially considering it was in Mugi's <laughs> family. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like a family a, friend. Yeah. So I think it was just a really high-class cafe with which the uniform happened to be a maid's uniform as opposed to an actual maid cafe. 
But anyway, they attempt to get her to work out her stage fright by working with customers. She ends up just getting really good at working with customers, but she, in her brain, compartmentalizes them differently. So she still has her stage fright. Mm -hmm. So they decide to double their practice even more. And Azusa's actually getting really worried about their show because their show is the day after the play. Seeing some... This is... Yeah, this is where I'm talking about the fact that some of these episodes that are the more, like, filler episodes really don't have much impact on the main story because leading role, Romeo and Juliet and yet another school festival. And then I think pretty much every, yeah, every episode from leading role onwards, 18 onwards, I wouldn't consider filler. Mm -hmm. And they have a pretty consistent plot line. They do. But those previous episodes are just kind of thrown in there. (laughs) Now, one thing I do like is that this episode carried over from the previous episode a little bit. Because the previous episode was all about Azusa finding out a way to cope with herself instead of her just thinking that she's become more like everyone else. Mm -hmm. But then at the start of the episode, whenever they're deciding what all the classes are going to do, and she finds out that their class is going to be doing a cafe, she's like, so when do we get the cat ears? (laughs) And everybody just stops and looks at her and goes, yep, she's part of the light music club. Uh, Yep. Yeah, you fit in there. I lost it. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was really cute. I enjoyed that as well. I actually really like those small clips because there's quite a few of them of Azusa in her classroom and her classmates calling her cute or like on Valentine's, which is coming up, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or is did it already? three or four episodes from now? Yeah, that was really, there was a... It was really cute when she was interacting in her classroom with trying to get the planning, making them a chocolate cake. And her classmates were all being like, you could do it. <laughs> you can't tell them. And so everyone's like, everyone already knows. Yeah, it's like a secret crush planning thing. Yeah. But it's, it's just for club, club mates. Gambate, Azusa. Gambate. It's very, very cute. It's like she's the little sister of her class. Like everyone's protecting her it's very sweet yeah episode 19 romeo and juliet the school festival gets underway and the girls are doing really well at their play mio seems to have gotten over a stage fright but that's pretty consistent with mio whenever she's kind of backed into a corner or something uh she just like gets the job done so even though she has really bad stage fright she'll just do what she needs to do when she's on stage so it doesn't really surprise me that they didn't actually tell you how she got over her stage fright because she didn't really, she just sucked it up and did her job, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty consistent with her character, because that's the same thing that she does when she performs with the band. Azusa, though, is still worried that they don't care about the Light Music Club show, because they've, like, not been at the in the band room, they've not been talking to Azusa, really, they've just been focusing completely on the play. And she's also feeling really guilty about the fact that she's nervous about that, because she doesn't want to take away from them working so hard on their play. You know, it's not like they're going to just hang out. Like, they're working hard on another thing. So she's feeling guilty about it. Yeah. And Juliet's gravestone actually goes missing. So they have to go and borrow the Rosetta Stone remake from the Occult Club. But everything ends up working out in the end. And even though Yui nearly sneezed as a tree, and that would have been disastrous, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The girls end up reassuring Azusa and they have a sleepover at school so they can practice for their show. And Soako comes with their new costumes, which are their new t-shirts, mm-hmm. which is leads us into episode 20, yet another school festival. Their but performance before comes- Before we move what? on, 
Can we talk about how hilarious it was that Yui was cast as a tree and her face was cut out of the tree so you could just clearly see her face through the and tree? Then, and then she had to fill in for another one of the girls who was cast as a bush. And so you just see her face shoved in a cardboard cut out of a bush. Uh, <laughs> Again, I just died. The second half was far better than the first, in my opinion. I adored the second half of the season. Oh, yeah, 100%. second half of the season is... first half of the season left me frustrated and upset that there wasn't enough interaction going on with them and the music. Second half of the season made me forget about all of the plans that I had for them in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. I wanted them to go off and and make music outside of school and and become successful musicians and all this like extra drama. But mm-hmm. the second half of the season with their emotional reaction and attachment to graduating and growing up and leaving Azusa behind and making new songs and memories as friends and like all of that kind of stuff, as well as the fact that we got at least 3 new songs in the second half. Mhm. made me not worry about all of that other stuff Mm. it made me think oh that can happen later you know yeah i mean we still have a movie to get to i have a feeling i think the movie is going to continue off of episode 27's ova if it does you know what i mean fine but i just i want a film of them playing another live gig somewhere Mm -hmm. i need i need more of that yeah it would be nice to have them uh do another live gig with like on it, like, a, not in school. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not a like school a function. Proper... Just one more live at a bar somewhere gig. Yeah. Yeah. A real gig. That mm-hmm. hopefully they get paid for. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, Romeo and Juliet was a really funny episode. I enjoyed that a lot. And I like the Occult Club members. They're cool. They were. That was... They stayed true to that part for the rest of the season. Uh-huh. Yeah. That that humored me. <laughs> that humored Mookie me a lot. asking what a what a alien abduction is. Hey, so do you guys want do you guys want to come to my cattle mutilation show later? <laughs> oh god, yeah, no, they were great. They they were uh, some of the yeah. They probably they take the cake for secondary like supporting underrated bit part. What is it? What is that cameo appearance? Yes. Yeah, they take the cake for that. It Best reminds of me of the trio from Day to Live that literally just pop up out of nowhere and go, that's so lame. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I know. They made me laugh a lot. It was a funny episode. Yeah, it was. Episode 20, yet another school festival. The performance comes. Sawako actually got everyone in the auditorium in the audience to be wearing the t-shirts that, they are also, that she made for them on stage. The... Auditorium was actually packed, which I appreciate because for the past two school festivals, they've been like the main event of the of the show. Like the first one was kind of them attracting people to the auditorium. The second one was them going off of their reputation from the first year and having a new member. And then the third one, this one, is their finale show. So I appreciate the fact that they did really 
make sure that the auditorium was packed for it. They even had standing room, which was cool. Not only that, but they made it feel like it was the band member's senior year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt like they had all the time in the world to do whatever they wanted. Nobody was trying to rush them off the stage or anything, no matter all the shenanigans that was going on on stage. Yeah. I felt a good bit of both embarrassed and humor oh, yeah. out of this episode. Mm-hmm. So we got two new songs from it, both the songs that I previously mentioned, Rice is a Side Dish and You and I, which is such a clever title because it's based, it's written about Yui, or Ui, sorry, and it's spelt You and I, and her name is Yui, Ui. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was, it made me, it's amusing to me. It was. It, <laughs> it was a nice little play on words. Mm-hmm. And yeah, both of those are written by Yui. And they have a great show and it's really emotional. They have an emotional time afterwards when they're back in their club room as well, uh, reflecting on their on their last school festival and, and them and Yui not really Yui talking about next year we're gonna do all of this and, and her not wanting to come to terms with the fact that there isn't gonna be a next year. And just that breakdown. Like the last four or five episodes were just so emotional mm-hmm. like even i got choked up with some of mm-hmm. it actually yeah. i shed a tear in episode 24 i almost called it the last episode it's not the last episode but it is the last episode mm-hmm. you get at the end at the end of episode 24 but if you're watching on netflix you've got three more episodes that are counted as season two i think on wikipedia they only count two of those as still being a season two and then the last one being just an ova but it's not even listed on Wikipedia is the thing, so I don't know if it's a mistype hmm. or what the situation is, because they have games made off of the show and then the film, so I don't know where that last episode sits. It's a mystery. Get it together, Wikipedia. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really, really sweet moment. The show is actually really good. They have a lot of... The vast majority of the episode is the show, which I really appreciate. I feel mm-hmm. like in some of their previous shows... The show has only been like a half of the episode, mm-hmm. and this is like yeah, most of the most of the episode is the show. Mm-hmm. You Although get most two... of the show was just bullshit banter. Yeah, but I appreciate that because it it again built up the sentimental factor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. And mm-hmm. and I uh, you kind of get to see more of Saoko in these last few episodes and her attachment to her students because again, this is her first year being a teacher. As opposed to, well, being like a homeroom teacher, as opposed to being more of like a music teacher, like, you know, teaching a specific class. Mm-hmm. She's got like her students this year, you know? And this is the start of you really seeing her seriously invested in these students' lives and her emotional attachment to them. Episode 21, Graduation Yearbook. Yuri is worried about the yearbook photos, and her and Ritsu have still not handed in their career path forms. Mio is prepping for the recommendations test for her uni, and they may all be separated. uh, Mugi is still planning on going to a private women's university that she's been planning on going to since the very beginning. Yui has a mishap cutting her fringe or her bangs, but ends up making it work. The girls, she looks so cute like that. The girls decide to go all to the same women's university that Mugi was originally going to because Ritsu and Yui decided that they were just going to join Mugi and then Mio felt that she was left out. So Mio then decided that she was going to not take the recommendations exam and join them in together. So now they have a goal of all being going to the same 
women's university together, which is super cute. It is. Mm -hmm. Episode 22, Entrance Exams. As the seniors wrap up their entrance exams, Azusa wants to do something to repay them for the kindness. So she, with the help of Ui and not so much help of June, decide to make them a chocolate cake for Valentine's. She struggles with giving it to them as she's just kind of coming to terms with the fact that they're actually going to be leaving her behind. She manages to give it to them and wishes them luck and happy memories for, because they've finished their exams now, wishes them luck for getting into the same university together and happy memories while she's still with them. And the girls all get into their top university of choice. They're all going to the same uni together, which is super exciting. So exciting. Mm -hmm. This is the episode I was talking about earlier with Azusa having a cute little moment with the rest of her classmates. Mm -hmm. And it's also another episode where you get to see Sawako kind of like knowing things without ever being told things. Yeah. So nice to see that she cares. Yeah, she's a good teacher. She is. Even if she slacks off. I mean, hey, what better advisor for the Light Music Club? Honestly, right? Episode 23, After School. The seniors go to school the day before graduation, and they don't really know what to do with themselves. They have no classes or anything, they're going to graduate, so they just kind of like hang around, and and they end up going to see um, the... uh, student council president and just hanging out there and you know getting into a bunch of shenanigans as they do and they end up cleaning their classroom and they decide to make an album of all of their songs to leave it behind as a kind of memoriam for what they did during the time when they were in the light music club azusa joins them after school and they record all of their songs this to me is what i want the sawako to get her little grubby mitts on. Because Sawako having a full album of their music and her being just mischievous enough to submit it places. I feel like she's the one that would do it, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping if there's a third season or maybe even the film, it would hopefully be based on this, but I feel like the film is probably gonna be based on a continuation of or like the 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 set the setup was from episode twenty seven, the OVA. I feel like that's probably going to be what the film is. But I actually I hope that it's based on episode twenty three and the the cassette tape. Hopefully so, because mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's just I I want more. And considering the show ended with the film in two thousand eleven, yeah, I just I can't get my hopes up for any more yeah i don't think there's gonna be another season but if there is another season that's what i would hope that it would be about i don't know please kyoto give us another season man (laughs) i gotta i gotta know what happens after season two i want to know how the band continues after graduation considering (laughs) yeah yeah because i'm not sure if like, what's going to happen with Azusa? Because Azusa is kind of left with Ui and June, and they're practicing and having a good time, you know. I don't know. I feel like I don't know if Azusa would continue to be part of HTT. Because a year's a long time, you know? Especially when you're a teenager. Well, it seems like they kept the same set list. Mm-hmm. So she very well could stay a part of them and continue to play with Ui and... June. June, yes. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because I, I know she's most likely going to continue on the Light Music Club, but she's going to get new members, have new responsibilities, the girls are going to be in university. Like, do you feel like she would 
formulate all of her plans to go to the same university as the girls. I mean, one thing that is in their favour is the fact that Yui will go to the same university as Yui because she mentioned earlier that that was her plan because she wants to keep track of her sister. So at least Azusa would be going to university with someone that she knows as well as her senpai, which might increase her chances. But I feel like realistically, if this were real life, that wouldn't be a factor. You know, a year in high school is a long time. It definitely is. So I don't, I don't know. Mm. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? But we'll it never really find does. out. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But yeah, so they're cleaning the classroom, they make the album, and produce all their songs. Episode 24, Graduation Ceremony. This is the last episode of the season, realistically, and then the rest are, like, the OVAs. The, uh... The girls graduate. That's it. <laughs> they graduate. They give Sawako a card from their class with all them, the written messages on it, being really sweet. They, uh, Azusa ends up writing letters to the band members and gets really emotional when she sees their diplomas and asks them not to graduate because she doesn't want them to leave her. The band perform a new song about her being, about this not being the end of their friendship and her being friends with them continuing on past this. For Azusa, they perform for her. And it's a really sweet little moment. And that's that's where the end ends up on the screen and, and the season ends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was... I got teary-eyed in this episode. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. It, uh, it, it broke me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy it did because I... I couldn't be happier with how just this set of the season ended, but yeah, it was it was different. Yeah, I feel like second half of the season definitely was much better than the first half of the season. I feel like this season could have easily been 12, 13 episodes, though. Definitely. I feel like there's so much filler in this that I lost interest. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm pleased with how it all turned out. Yeah, I'm pleased with how it all turned out. I just feel like it could do with some serious editing. And I, I, yeah, I think that what it might be is that because because the show is based on casual, cute interactions with skits and, and jokes and lighthearted playtime, it's difficult to put in heavier emotional stuff to balance it. Mm-hmm. And so... When you don't have something like the graduation where you can add in the loneliness and feeling of being left behind and all those kinds of stuff where you get that kind of emotional balance to the fun. Mm. In the beginning of the season, you don't have that. You don't have that like same level of depth. And so it feels kind of shallow because you're only living with the highs. And you know, when you only have like the fun times, there's nothing to give you that perspective, you know? Mm. But at the same time... It kind of felt out of place, the ending did. Yeah, it's out of character for the show, but I feel like it makes it more well-rounded. And that's why I feel like they should have either gone really lighthearted and kept it kept it 12 episodes, or for the entire show to have had more of the the depth throughout. Mm-hmm. I mean, In I'm my glad opinion. it was there, because it was very, it felt more like it was Kyoto. Yeah. Like, it just had that true kind of heart-wrenching part to it Mm -hmm. but it just it felt out of place for these characters yeah i'm glad it was there because it showed that the it actually had substance to it and it wasn't just trying to go for slapstick lighthearted comedy Mm -hmm. but i don't know it's yeah it's an odd case 
Yeah, I prefer the second half of the season. I prefer the depth. That's my personal opinion, though, because I like that drama. I mean, everybody knows I'm a drama queen. Like, I like, I like that level of extra emotion that you put to stuff. Obviously, I don't like crying about a lot of stuff, so that's like... But, like, I like drama, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the second half of the season was definitely more towards my taste. Oh, yeah, first half, Yeah, first half of the season, I completely get. I just feel like it could have gone through some serious editing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I agree. The first half definitely lacked, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So seeing this, it kind of brought this season back and it really brought the whole show back mm-hmm. because this was the most emotionally attached i've ever felt to the show mm-hmm. it was just because of how it just sucked me in it felt like a true slice of life show that actually had yeah. depth and it wasn't just like a tonica coon comedy type setup it felt like just a there was a story being told yeah, 100%. I completely agree. And so then there are the three last OVA episodes. The first one is, it's about uh, Azusa and the girls making a, like, application video or, like, a, a recruitment video, I guess, for the Light Music Club for when they leave. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just some lighthearted gags. It's them looking at old videos for the club and them just hanging around and making this video getting interviews of people and their opinions of the Light Music Club, stuff like that. The second OBA is based around Saoko. She gets sick and so she can't go to school to approve the graduation yearbook. So the girls take the graduation yearbook to her house and they hang out, hang out at her house and it's where you get to see a lot more of her emotional attachment to the to these girls specifically. And how she's talking about, like, her internal dialogue is, like, she's going to miss them. And, you know, that kind of stuff. It's a really cute episode. I like, there were some good jokes in there. And you also get to see her old band members make another appearance, which is nice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then episode 27 is about them planning to go on a graduation trip. They're going to go abroad somewhere and it's them going on a mission to go get their passports and decide where they're going. They never actually do decide where they're going. In my opinion, this is the setup for what the movie is going to be. I have no idea if that's accurate, but I feel like that OVA would be like, okay, they're going to go get passports. They're going to go abroad for a graduation trip. It's going to be the five of them set up for the movie. They'd better play a concert wherever the fuck they go. Right? Yeah, I would like that as well. What do you think about that? What did you think? Yeah. I I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, surely they wouldn't make that whole episode for no reason. Although, giving all the filler and everything leading up to this, I could also see them doing that. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know what I want the film to be, but I agree in that that's probably what the film's going to be about, is their trip abroad. So, based off of that, you think it being a trip abroad. Where would you like them to go? What would you like the plot of the movie to be? My dealings with Fuka is starting to come back to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. More specifically, the manga. And I'd like them to go to England. Because, again, that was one of the things that was brought up. Because you have the history of rock. You also have tea. <laughs> yeah. So it it seems fitting. But there's still... a. There's a lot of routes and avenues that they could go with because there's a lot that they they threw out a lot of options. I don't think the beach is one because of the summer training camps. So that or Finland because that's where Moogie keeps going because they have a family vacation house there. 
Or America. Honestly, I think America would be a good shout as well, considering how much they kept bringing up that topic. Mm-hmm. So I just Googled it because I wanted to know and to see if your predictions are correct. Oh my god. And you ready? Uh-huh. Live on the podcast, Brad's going to find out if he is in fact psychic. Da-da-da-da-da-da! Four members of a high school light music club go to London to write their farewell song. Your boy is a genius. Four members. Well, they did say this was going to be their graduation trip, and then they would go on one the next year for Azusa's graduation. They did say that, but Azusa also went to go get a passport with them. But passports are good for like ten years. I uh, their age it might be five years. Maybe. I feel like it's up until sixteen, it's five years, and then from sixteen onwards, it's ten years. But they're Maybe it's all. 18. 17 to 18. 17, 18, 18. I don't know. Maybe it's different in Japan. I can't remember. <laughs> but. It's it's been a while since I got a new. That's not true. It's been a couple of years since I got a new passport because I got a new Canadian one. How very fancy. I have two so passports. So fancy. It's going to suck if Azusa isn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. However, if it is just the four of them, that is the original light music club. So I could see it. And based on that description, it's going to be between... The day before graduation. Yeah, it's going to kind of happen between episode 22 at the end of their entrance exams during the Valentine's thing and episode 23. That's where it's going to take place because it says that it's based on them going to write their gradu- their their farewell song, which is, I assume, the song that they then perform for Azusa at the end of episode 24. So, huh. I'd, yeah, so that makes me think that it takes place after valentine's day before their graduation ceremony i don't i don't know yeah because there's quite a time jump between those because the graduation ceremony happens in spring and valentine's there's still snow on the ground Mm -hmm. yeah so we'll i'm gonna have to schedule that in sooner than i expected because i kind of want to know yeah curious now interesting i'm also hungry for rice I'm also hungry for rice, but I'm also just hungry in general. My stomach is over here going. I had a roast dinner for for dinner tonight. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I had orange chicken and rice for like a late lunch. I miss orange chicken. Chicken is the one fake meat that I have not found a good substitute for. And I don't think you ever will, because I think no. that's one of the hardest things to try to reproduce. Yeah, chick. There's a couple chicken nuggets that I've tried that are not bad, mm. and there's turkey that I've had that was really good, fake turkey. And then there was one restaurant in Newfoundland that I went to that was a completely vegan restaurant that made Chinese food, and it was done by like a Chinese couple. And the wife cooked everything, and the husband sat down and showed you pictures of his grandchildren and gave you tea to the point where you needed to go to the bathroom every three seconds because he would not let your cup ever be even slightly empty. And and their vegan food was so good that I had to check that it was vegan because I was genuinely like, this is meat. And that was shortly after I'd become vegetarian, so my palate was still accustomed to eating meat. Mm-hmm. Like, now I can't tell. Now, like, I eat things that are, you know, vegetarian, and I go, oh, this tastes like meat, and I give them to a meat eater, and they're like, are you kidding? This does not taste like meat. I'm like, I think it does. Yeah, it'd be um, like, tr- I guess, trying to give me one of Duncan's Beyond Sausage muffins. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's delicious. But it's but not meat. you can tell it's not meat. Mainly yeah. because non-meat things aren't nearly as greasy. Yeah. And that's just because of the natural fats that meat have to them. 
Mm-hmm, 100%. And a lot of non-meat things are cooked in things like um, coconut oil, which tends to evaporate off really quickly as well. But yeah, I, and I had to, like, their, their food was so good. If I'm ever in Newfoundland again, I'm going to go there. If you're if you're ever in, in St. John's, Newfoundland, there's a place, I think it's one street up from George Street. It's a little Chinese place. It's a hole-in-the-wall place. Vegan food. If you just type in vegan food while you're in St. John's, I'm sure it'll come up. It's a Chinese place. It's incredible. I don't care if you're a meat eater, eater or not. Try it. It's so good. And the couple there are so sweet. They're adorable. And they're so nice. So business trip once COVID's over? Question mark? (laughs) Business? How can we make this a business trip? I mean, maybe we could talk to the Chinese couple about Chinese anime. Yeah, because Korea and China right now have been producing a lot more animated, like webtoons. They've been making them into, into shows. Exactly. So... Technically, business meeting, which means technically tax write-off. <laughs> I'm not sure that would count, but we can try. I mean, hey, look, we can talk to a CPA, and if we can get it approved, we're good to go. We're good to go. But yeah, okay, back to the plot of K-On! Season 2. There is no plot. That That's that's very true. There is no quotations plot. There is only, well, there's barely actual plot as well. <laughs> There's no plot in general, suggestive or otherwise. (laughs) But overall, seven. Seven? I feel like seven's high for me. I'm going to give it a six and a half. I, yeah, I still can't get over how the first season just made me, the first half of the season made me feel really like bleh about it. But the second half drug it back. You gave the first half a six. Yeah, I gave it a And you enjoyed the second half better. It's point five more. Therefore, I think a seven is good but i wouldn't compare it to other things that i've rated a seven like what else have i rated a seven recently i don't know we've been been doing sports animes for the past fucking lifetime wasn't cheer boys a seven cheer boys is better than this i don't remember i feel like i rated cheer boys a seven and i feel like i i and cheer boys to me in my head has a better like oh i had a good time watching that compared to k-on because the first half of the season just made me feel so ugh but I really like the second half of the season. Maybe that's the difference between you and I, because I enjoyed the first half. I enjoyed the second half more, but I I really enjoyed sitting through K on. Yeah. Because it felt I mean, needed. Because it. it was it was a really nice break from all the sports anime we've been watching. <laughs> see, see, I don't need any breaks from sports anime. Um, <laughs> no, I really liked it. I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I really did like it. I just can't. Compare it to things that I would put in a seven, eight, nine category, nine, ten category, and be like, it's it holds up against things that I love, you know, because I enjoyed See, it. I, can't I even... really sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just I was just saying I enjoyed it. I really liked it. And that's just it, though. I liked it. So six and a half. Uh, yeah, okay. You can push me to a seven. I'll go with a seven. Ah, I don't victory. think. <laughs> reason why I'm putting it at a seven is because I really liked the new songs that they included. I liked that they included a joke song because I feel like it goes with the rest of the vibe of the characters and the show. And I really like they included a more serious song with some better written lyrics that was written by the same like Yui wrote both. I feel like that's very uh, appropriate to her character. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Honestly, I was just giving you shit. Although at the same time, I didn't think it was fair that you thought the first half was meh and you gave it a six and you much preferred the second half and it still got a six or six Six and and a half half. i was like no (laughs) i feel like though maybe i should like lower the first half rating but maybe i'm just being harsh on it because it's been a few days you know you've had a lot more time to reflect on it yeah and i try it also gave you more time to reflect on the negative versus some of the positives because there was humor throughout it 
absolutely there was humour throughout it and I didn't hate the first half of the season absolutely like there are a lot of it that I really did enjoy like I really like Ton Ton's a great character that they introduced he's great uh there was some moments in there that I thought were really funny I really like their their summer vacation training camp thing that they did where they went to the, the mountains they have a good time I, I just yeah. feel like the reason I'm able to rate it a seven is because they righted a lot of wrongs from the first season. And had mm-hmm. we actually sat down and watched it from beginning to end, instead of splitting it up into two parts and splitting the episodes we watched across a week instead of just our standard, what, two days? Because you and I like to cram shit in at the very end instead of watching it like normal human beings across the week. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it probably... I feel like it would have sat at a seven had we watched it from beginning to end versus splitting it up like we did. So that's how I'm kind of able to sit here and give it a seven from my perspective. Yeah, I I feel you on that. I'm okay with a, a seven. Plus that second ED is a banger. Second ED is a banger. Although the first OP and ED were not. But then again, I already included that into my rating. Yeah, I feel like it's just that I have a, I, I don't like the fact that I didn't like the first half of it. You know what I mean? And so I'm, like, mad about it. <laughs> and I'm pouting. I think that's what it is. I'm pouting. Yeah. So there you go. Yada! Yada! So, Blue has a lot of things that she never uses moving on. <laughs> <laughs> accurate. <laughs> accurate. That's really accurate. Okay. Let me let me compose myself for a second before I, before I do it right. So, you can find the absolutely lovely voice on the other end of this podcast on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender. Although she is on a hiatus right now because life is busy. So if you would like to give her a follow so you can get notified whenever the hiatus ends, you can do that. Also, she has an Instagram and a Twitter at Blue Lavender STM where you can also get stream updates photo updates, art updates, bean updates, and all the all that other fun stuff. Also, YouTube and TikTok at Blue Lavender for artsy videos and more artsy videos. Yeah, that's me. And if you like Brad, who's my co-host, you can find him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're so good at this. We can wrap up. This is the most can... trouble we've ever had. It is, honestly. <laughs> You can find him on Twitch at Brad Carter Gaming. He's also at Brad Carter Gaming on Instagram. He runs our Twitter and Instagram at BNB Anime. You can also find all of our handy dandy archived episodes on our YouTube channel at BNB Anime as well. We also have a website, Shock Horror, where we have pictures of our faces so you can match your face to the voice if you wish to do so, some information about us, some information about some of our friends, friends of the show. We also have some, uh, like, nosy business if you're nosy and you want to know what our art stuff looks like or you want to know what our voice acting stuff that we're working on. I think it's old projects right now. It hasn't been updated in a while, so we need to go back and update it. But that's all on the website as well, along with all of our archived episodes and whichever listening platform you wish to listen to them on. It's all, like, available there, so you can download us on, like, Spotify and stuff. Click the link. It's all on the website, which is www.bnbanime.com. I still, still feel like I want to say .co.uk. You, you damn tea drinking. I have nothing. <laughs> www.bnbanime.co.uk <laughs> See? I mean, I could I could see it. It flows well, but that's just right? That's just your English past coming back to haunt us. 
and present and future, I'm always going to be English. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to type code.uk anymore. That's true. I can go www.bnbanime.com. Or .ca, right? Or .ca, or .jp. Or dot however you end your web addresses. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to get to our website, you have to type in dot com. Yes. Well, you don't have to. I'm sure it just goes through if you don't type it. But dot com is how you get there. Yeah, because I refuse to buy the domains for anything else. Is <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> that everything? That's everything. Gather! So, thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Sunday, it all comes to an end. Food Wars, the fifth plate, the final season. What will end up happening with all of our predictions for how season five was going to go? You'll find out, because I am excited. I am ready to see how our grown-up Soma and Erina and Megumi and Takumi and everyone else is doing. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. But... Outside of that, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.